Hey everyone, it's me, Raheel. The weather is so nice outside that it is the perfect time to take a road trip from Houston. So I'm calling in Chet Garner, the host of The Day Tripper on PBS. He's traveled over 200,000 miles of Texas highways and roads to film his show, so he is the perfect person to give us the best spring road trip from Houston. Load up your car, pack up some snacks, because we're hitting the road. <laughs> It's Tuesday, April 5th. I'm Raheel Ramsanali, and here's what Houston is talking about today. Chet, welcome in to CityCast Houston. Man, I'm so excited to have you on. You know I'm your biggest fan, so it's only right <laughs> that I bring you on to the show and let everyone else meet you as well. But everyone knows you. You're Chet Garner. You're the day tripper, man. Welcome no, no, in. no. You, you're our whole marketing department in Houston, Rahel. <laughs> so thanks for having me on, brother. Of course, man. Chet, how's life, man? How's everything going? Things have been good, man. You know, trying to uh, keep this business on the rails, raise five kids, keep the day trips flowing. Uh, it just never, it just never stops, brother. But like, it's it's good. It's a certain brand of chaos. I signed myself up for it, and uh, you know, it takes it takes a little bit of uh, experience living on the fringes like this. But we've been doing this for thirteen years, so we've gotten a little little better at it. Uh, we're about to go back on the road day tripping, which I'm super excited about. We. Uh, we haven't had new shows in about a year, a little less. And so I think people are getting a little antsy. They're like, Chad, did you hang up your, you know, your boots? Uh, the answer is no. We'll be back on the road very soon. Yeah. There's only so many reruns I can watch, Chet. So <laughs> if you're not doing it for the day trip or brand, do it for me. All right. And look, oh, okay, I love watching. Yeah. I record every episode automatically and I still watch them, but it's time for some new content. Before we get to season 14, let's rewind a little bit. How did you get started with the day tripper and what made you want to jump into this field? So I, I majored in film as an undergrad and just fell in love with storytelling. And, you know, so I always knew I wanted to make movies. Now I took this weird detour after film school. I went to law school, which is <laughs> not the normal path. Right. But but found myself as an attorney, um, just not doing what I was passionate about. And I'm sitting here just wasting away billing hours as an attorney. And I thought, man, I, I'm in my late 20s. You know, if, if, if not now, when? And I'll, I, I love Texas. I'm born and raised Texan and knew that there was th this lack of content out there that inspired people to just just jump in their car and go see the stuff in their backyard. You know, like we at that point, this is, you know, late 2000s, watching Travel Channel and all these other things that were showing us what to do in Rome and Chicago and all these international destinations. I'm like, I don't, that's, you know, that's irrelevant for me. I want to know what to do, like, in Texas, in my own backyard, stuff that I can actually do without a plane ticket. And, you know, I knew that Texas was just this breadth of experiences, wealth of experiences. And I was like, man, if if no one else is going to make a show about barbecue and swimming holes, I guess I have to. So I stopped being an attorney, chased, started this this show. I didn't know if anybody would watch it. Uh, called the Day Tripper. It was called the Austin Day Tripper at that point, actually. And it was everywhere you could get within two hours of Austin. And, you know, I threw a couple buddies, my wife in the back of a car. Uh, and we're like, look, we're just going to bring some cameras. I have no idea if there's a show out there, but let's let's try. And, you know, at a minimum, my mom will watch it because she feels guilty. <laughs> I didn't know anyone else would on earth. Um, and, and then, like, you know, like season one, people start going, hey, this is kind of stupid and funny and also kind of useful. And then like that begat season two, three. And like, if you told me I'd be doing this 
14 seasons in, I would have said no chance. Not because I don't love it, uh, but just like there's TV shows don't last that long, you know? But we hit a vein. I think it's really like more than just television show for people. It's just like an actual tool that people can use uh, to plan their adventures. And I like from the beginning, I said, I want to make a television show that inspires people to watch less television. That was my goal. And it's worked. Yeah, it really has. And I've told you this before, but when I first came across the Day Tripper in 2012, it was my wife and I had just gotten married. We moved into our apartment. We had no cable, so we're watching PBS. And I'd be watching PBS anyways, <laughs> to be honest with you. And I came across your show, and I'm like, I didn't know you at the time, Chet, but I just said, this guy is my friend, and I love this show. This is so much fun. And it did what you set out to accomplish was, hey, let's get people doing more day trips because then we started day tripping to some of the spots that you mentioned and it worked out. The one thing that you didn't mention is that when you first started this, you had to go out and find your own sponsors. You had to get this funded. You had to get this on PBS. This was all self-made, which is incredible, Chad. Well... Thank you, but like I, I had a team right off the bat of, of people who believed in it too. And so like literally, um, I can't take all the credit. I had folks that truly the first season worked for barbecue, you know, because they believed in it. We made our whole first season for about 12 grand, uh, which is just barely enough to put gas in the car. I, luckily, I had some chops editing. I had some wonderful people around me. And PBS was like, you know, it was nuts. Is it PBS like, this guy ever made a show? Nope. Oh, that's fine. Here, we'll put him on TV. <laughs> and they've been an amazing partner because it's just sort of like, and, and also people like you who actually like watch the show. You know, if no one was watching it, we'd been done a long time ago. So I feel like it's it's bigger than just me. And when I get credit as being the day tripper because I'm the guy shoving my face with barbecue, uh, you know, like it, it just feels like, well, there's, I'm a tiny cog in this wheel, man. Sure. I'm a tiny wheel in the machine, rather. Yeah, and you give your staff a lot of love on screen as well during the show. So for those of you watching, you know that you, you've you seen everyone in front of the camera as well, which is beautiful because a lot of shows don't do that. Okay, let's set up our perfect spring day trip from the city of Houston. The plan is a listener will leave around 8 a.m. Okay. and out on the road the whole day, be back by 9 p.m. All right, so what do you got for me? What's the perfect spring day trip for Houstonians? Oh, man. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a little curveball here. and Maybe this is driven by nostalgia, but um, again, a town that no one ever wants to visit but uh, I think everybody should. We're going to go to Port Arthur, Texas, baby. Port Port Arthur. So uh, people might have gone to Beaumont. Beaumont's got lots of stuff. But Port Arthur is like, you're, you're cruising I-10. So it's east of Houston. It's going to take about an hour and a half to get there or so. But if people are ever driving to Florida from Houston, or, you know, going east, they don't go through Port Arthur because you got to take this dog leg to the right and head down into the swamps. And so people just don't see it. But let me give you some reasons why you should. So Port Arthur is a, it's an anomaly in the tapestry of Texas because it's where Texas and Louisiana overlap. 
So you go down there, you're, you might as well be in Louisiana, but you're still on the Texas side of things. Um, phenomenal people. I mean, this is where all the Boudreaux and the Thibodeaux and the Ledoux and the LaRue's, this is where all the Cajuns, the real, the real Cajuns live. And so I grew up there. That's where I graduated high school. So that it's the wonder, wonderful people. Uh, but they just, you know, it's a different sort of a uh, place because you really are down there in the swamps, uh, the oil industry, the refineries, but the food, the people. And uh, so here you go. It's going to take you about an hour and a half to get there. You got to stop along the way. There's a Bucky's in Baytown. So load up, load up on some Bucky's. There's a good halfway point. All right. And then uh, keep cruising because once you're out of Baytown, you'll see nothing but rice fields and crawdad fields for the next hour. Um, Port Arthur's cool because it, it, it's got this old city that is, I mean, almost completely empty. It's like, it had its heyday, a big heyday. Uh, but that's all kind of past it. But you've got these, these old, this old downtown that feels like, you know, a, an old cast iron skillet, right? It's got all this flavor and style. Um, down there, what this is, this is super fun for people who've never done it. Go to the grocery store, uh, get some turkey necks and some string, and then head to Sea Rim State Park. So this is right on the coast. Uh, and there's a state park right there, and you're going to go crabbing with those turkey necks. Have you ever gone crabbing? I have not gone crabbing. Oh, that's crabbing's the best. That's one oh, that I so do want to do. Yeah, It's so much fun. So Sea Rim State Park is on the coast. If it's a beautiful spring day, you know, kick off your shoes, go splash around in the water. Um, but then it backs up to sort of the, the marsh, and they've got awesome boardwalks to walk through the marsh on. And if you're lucky, this is the springtime. The alligators are going to be coming out and sort of sunning everywhere. And I mean, you ever been within a couple feet of a wild alligator? Oh, yeah. That's one of my yeah. favorite things. I mean, it's I, amazing. I go to yeah. Brass's Bend State Park here in my backyard all the time just to see the alligators and just to be close Dude. to them to appreciate that we have dinosaurs on the planet still. Dude, they, no lie. They are truly dinosaurs, man. And we grew up going and feeding the alligators in the Ooh. backs of these bayous. And uh, it was crazy. You know, like when you're an adult, like, what? Were we really walking on those old rickety, like, docks? You know, <laughs> feeding hush puppies to alligators? Like, my parents? Did my parents not love me? I could have died at any moment. Uh, and then we would, the next morning, we would go out and water ski in the same body. Oh my God. It was not, I don't know. Like you look back on things like that's just what you did in Southeast Texas. And, uh, so Sea Rim State Park is a great place. Like walk the boardwalk, look at the living dinosaurs, do a little crabbing, go to the beach. It's just a, a different world down there. You know, yeah. um, it's be It is beautiful. There's a certain kind of beauty to it. And this, this is something, if you want to make it more than a day trip, this is the only place in Texas you can do this. Texas Parks and Wildlife has a platform that's about four uh, feet up off of the water that is out in the middle of a marsh. And so you get a sleeping bag and a kayak and you kayak to this platform and you spend the night in the middle of the marsh on this tiny little floating dock what? surrounded by... <laughs> all the alligators it's four foot high because like, that way an alligator can't jump up onto it okay four feet's not that high though not that high <laughs> no. no it's not but but google this this is on my my texas bucket list for sure like uh just i've i've heard like bring the mosquito spray oh, but for sure. everyone i know who's done it has said like it's a crazy experience now can you put up a tent uh, on this little dock or it has to be flat if you had like back. a little like a little pup tent 
you you could. I don't know if you could do like a a big dome tent or yeah. anything, but because it's got it's got this like spire in the middle of it, and the 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 outside kind of the rim around it is where you sit and stuff. Whoa! So look look that one up. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, here we go. Then downtown Port Arthur is one of uh, I think the the best hidden gem museums in the state. It's called Museum of the Gulf Coast. Port Arthur, for those that don't know, is the hometown of Janis Joplin. They got a lot of stuff in the museum uh, that you can see about her. They have, you know, some of her costumes, her records. This like this area of Texas has produced like an insane amount of musicians. So uh, the whole the, the Big Bopper, uh, ZZ Top's got big ties to Southeast Texas. Um, and so this museum is full of all kinds of music nerd stuff. And then athletics. I mean... Uh, Jimmy Johnson graduated with Janis Joplin. So Cowboys coach, right? Uh, Jamal Charles is from there. Um, Wade Phillips, Bum Phillips. So you go through the museum. If you're a sports nerd, all kinds of memorabilia from some of the heyday from these guys. Um, I don't know if it's a real Vince Lombardi trophy, like your Super Bowl trophy, but they have a trophy there. I'm like, how in the heck is... Yeah, I think it's real. We're going to say it's real. Like, Bum Phillips, you know, had one laying around, and when he passed, he donated to the museum <laughs> or something. I don't know. Um, so, uh, pretty pretty awesome. Bun B as well, by the way, the musicians, uh, that list. So, I know Bun yeah. B is not, like, known as Houston, but originally from Port Arthur as Port well. Port Arthur, there we go. Yeah. That's right. All right, so you got, you got your outdoors with some alligators. You got a little bit of culture. Uh, when I was there, I kind of regret not buying it, but if you made a $50 donation to the museum, you got a brick from Janis Joplin's house. What? <laughs> they, they got torn down. So it was her childhood home. And I guess it got torn down at some point. So they had this big pile of bricks sitting out there. And they're like, yeah, with a donation, you get a brick. I'm How like, did you not a... buy that? That's like the most chat thing ever. It totally <laughs> is. To this day, I regret not buying that. I don't know why I need a brick from Janis Joplin's house, but you know. If you've got the opportunity, why not? Um, okay, now let's talk about food. Have you have you ever had barbecue crabs? Barbecue crabs? No, I can't say that I have. Okay, barbecued crabs. Um, I grew up eating them. And when I moved away for college at UT, I started asking around like I wanted to eat barbecue crabs. And no one had any clue what I was talking about. Like... You know, Chet, we don't barbecue crabs. We barbecue beef. Yeah. Like, like what, what? So they're not barbecued at all in the sense of like we think about barbecue. They're deep fried, but they put on a zesty seasoning that kind of, I don't know, kind of tastes like a barbecue potato chip. And so they, they get battered, fried, blue crabs, shell on. Mm. And the only place you can eat barbecue crabs in Texas is Jefferson County. I, they don't exist. I've done all the research. They don't exist outside of Jefferson County. There was a place in Houston doing them, but they stopped. There was a place in Galveston doing them, but they stopped. But in, in Houston, you eat them by like, I mean, it's like a crawfish boil. Yeah. So they, they barbecue these crabs. They come out in platters that are stacked a couple feet tall. <laughs> feet tall. No, maybe not that tall. That's kind of tall. But like over a foot of these this, this mound of crabs. And you get, you know, you get a cold beer. Uh, a couple cracking utensils and you just go to town with buddies cracking and eating barbecue crabs. And of course the shell's on, so you're not like eating the fry, but it gets all over your fingers. So as you're pulling the meat out, it's sort of like, it was like crawfish. It's just kind of like, 
It all the blends together. The meat is seasoning, yeah. but it's all sort of mixed up together, you know? Okay, barbecued crabs. Bar- barbecued crabs. At, from where? Jefferson County. The county is the yeah. place to get it. But the schooner would be like the most consistent place to get barbecued crabs. And they're amazing. Um, and then, you know, in a in Cajun tradition, uh, boudin. And you can get boudin in Houston. Uh, I assume you've had boudin? Yeah, every, well, it's everywhere. Oh, yeah, it's everywhere. everywhere. But there's this maybe the most famous boudin place in that whole part of Texas called the Boudin Hut. And it is a dive. Yes. A dive. But they make, you know, whatever, 1,000 pounds of boudin a day or something like that. And that's a great, great spot to get boudin. For those that don't know, boudin is like sausage made up of rice. So it's like uh, dirty rice stuffed in a sausage casing. It's awesome. Um, and then, you know, if you're going to get back at 9 p.m., maybe bump the day back a little bit, you know, go, go, go you can do it a little, a little later and yeah. go to Larry's French Market, do a little Cajun dancing. Okay. That's, that's what I would say. A little Zydeco. Larry's French Market is, uh, it's an institution down there, man. It's got like a Cajun buffet, a little, little grocery store, sort of started as a grocery store and then they added like a, a buffet line. It, it, dude, it's. It's going to be a good time. You do a little Cajun two-stepping. You know what I love about this road trip? This encompasses everyone, so no excuses. We're There's going to be a, a huge boom in Port Arthur now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I'll, t- I'll call them and tell them to get ready. <laughs> the the CityCast listeners are coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, another thing to mention, there's some amazing Vietnamese food down there. Just incredible Asian fusion type food. It just doesn't get the love it deserves, so... Uh, people, people need to go there. I mean, and then, you know, chicken fried steaks and barbecue plenty everywhere, but it's, it, it, it needs a little bit of love. So hopefully it does boom. You've sold me, man. I, <laughs> I, I will be making that day trip and I hope our listeners will be as well. Chet, we appreciate you giving us this awesome recommendation. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to see all of your success and continued success. Season 14 coming to PBS pretty soon, right? On the road, it'll be it'll be out in October. We'll be filming all summer. Might even have a Houston episode in the works. Ooh, so get ready. I can't wait. Chet, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you, Hill. That was Chet Garner, the host of the award-winning show, The Day Tripper on PBS. You can watch all of his episodes on his website, thedaytripper.com. Okay, while you're on that road trip, you're probably going to notice some paper tags on cars. And one day, hopefully, they're all gone because there's a new bill in legislation right now that will get rid of paper tags and give new car owners their permanent plates from the start. Temporary paper plate fraud has been pretty high, and this bill is supposed to help cut that down. But even if passed, the new system won't go into effect until 2025. That will do it for me. Thank you for listening. I hope you learned something new. And in the words of Chet Garner, fire con Dios, amigos. How do you feel about this? Girl Scout Thin Mints, Rahel, frozen or room temp? Frozen. There, there's no ah, other. Option. I disagree. I disagree completely. I need a nice you... cooling sensation with my mint. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs>